Hello, this is Justin Coleman, Senior Pastor at University UMC, and this is our podcast. I hope these messages engage your mind, touch your heart, and inspire you to serve God and your neighbor. Check us out online at universityumc.church. Thanks for tuning in. After the children's musical, which was great, by the way, why don't we give the kids a hand again. After the children's musical, the, uh, the t- table was moved forward more than usual, so I'm not going to stand in front of it because the last thing this needs on our staff, this week needs, is a workers' comp claim, and uh, do not need that this week. Uh, please go with me to the Lord in prayer. Gracious Lord, I pray that you would speak through me and perhaps even in spite of me. And so let the humble words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable and pleasing to you, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. So as we continue on in this sermon series titled Different, the sermon today is about less control and more trust. Less control and more trust. Now, you will see this rocking chair in the chancel. It's not usually in the chancel. Uh, for those of you who've uh, come to my office for uh, any meeting, a pastoral care, something like that, you will note that I always sit in the same chair. I always sit in this rocking chair. And if someone comes uh, for pastoral counseling of, of some sort at a certain point, in the conversation, I will say some version of this, that we need to try to control things less and trust God more. Less control, more trust. As we look at our gospel passage today, we find a young man, he's a man of a certain amount of means, And he's come to Jesus because he really wants to know, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And what we discover in this conversation with Jesus is that he's been working at it. He's been working to follow all of the commandments. Because Jesus says, well, you know, you know the commandments. Don't commit murder. Don't commit adultery. Don't steal. Don't give false testimony. Don't cheat. Honor your father and mother. Those kinds of things. And, and the young man says, yes, yes, teacher, I do all of that. I've been doing all of that since I was a boy. I always sat on the front row in Sunday school. I paid attention. I sang in every children's musical. I went to, to youth group, and, and every time uh, Pastor Charlie said, hey, uh, I got a question for you, I had an answer for him. I've been there, and I've been paying attention, but I still want to know, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What's, what must I do to be saved? And Jesus looks at him, and Scripture says Jesus loves him. Jesus looked at him carefully, deeply discerning what was going on in this young man's life. And so Jesus says, you're lacking one thing, just one thing. 
You see, Jesus looks at his life and, and discerns what's the one thing this fellow's holding on to and just can't seem to let go of. What's the one thing that is holding this person back in his spiritual journey? And so Jesus says, go, sell what you own, give money to the poor, and then you will have treasure in heaven, and then come and follow me. And the man was dismayed. He's dismayed at this statement. He, he paused and he thought about it for a moment, and then he became sad and went away. Because he, Scripture says he had many possessions. He just couldn't imagine letting go of all of that letting go of what made him feel most comfortable and most secure. And then Jesus goes on to say to the disciples, it's going to be very hard for the wealthy to enter the kingdom. His words startled the disciples. And Jesus told them again, children, it's very difficult to enter God's kingdom. It's easier for camel to squeeze through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter God's kingdom. Now, some people, when talking about this eye of the needle, uh, imagine uh, the actual eye of a needle. If you've ever done any sewing, you got to get the thread through the eye there. Uh, there is also some have uh, posited a, a gate uh, there in Jerusalem that was called the eye of the needle because it was it was. Uh, it, was not a, it was not a tiny gate, but it was only meant for human entrance. And so a camel would have to unload everything that it was carrying and kneel down if it was going to get through the eye of the needle. It would be quite a bit of an ordeal. Now, whether it's that kind of gate or whether it's uh, the, the eye um, of an actual needle, the point's still the same. Jesus is saying it's going to take work. In fact, it might even take offloading some things, getting, letting go of some things if you're going to enter into this promised land, into this space that you're hoping to enter into. Sometimes you just got to let stuff go. Now, some people really get caught up on this as a parable about the dangers of wealth. And yes, it is a cautionary tale about this. Because what we find with this young man is more so than him possessing the money, the money possessed him in a way. It was something that was so consuming that when, it, when you look at the wealth and eternal life, and you put the scales there, this rich young man said, I just, I can't, I can't let go of all this wealth. Right now, in this moment, for me, it's more important than this other thing that I said I wanted, which is eternal life. So yes, this is a cautionary tale to say wealth can easily get a hold of us and drive us. Uh, the, um, the surpluses can get a hold of us and, and drive us. It is a cautionary tale. But it's not about only that. 
It's difficult to enter into God's kingdom. Because not only wealth, but other things can get a hold of us. Your job can get a hold of you. Your health can get a hold of you. Relationships can get a hold of you. So many things can can get a hold of us. And the question is not that we shouldn't love these other things or, or care about these other things at all. The question is, do you love God more? What's your first love? What's your first priority? Do you hold other things loosely because you are clinging to God? And if you're clinging to God, then everything else falls into order. The disciples were shocked by all this. They said, gosh, who can be saved? Really, who, who can be saved? And Jesus looked at them carefully, carefully, just like he looked at the rich young man. And Jesus said, it's impossible with human beings, but with God, all things are possible. When you get into this place where you think there's an overwhelming choice uh, in, in front of me, I am seeking comfort, I am seeking security here, but I also want to be saved. I also want to continue on in, in my, my Christian journey. Jesus will say, if you're relying on your own strength, it's going to be really hard to let things go. It's going to be hard to make the choice for God if you are relying on your own strength, on your own wisdom. But with God, all things are possible. Let God help you. Listen to that voice of Jesus when Jesus says, hey, let go of that and follow me. And let God give you the strength. Well, friends, there are times when the weight of things feels so much, you think, I just, I don't know, God. I, I, want, I want the situation to be okay. I want people to be okay. And if I, could, if I could just control it, if I could just control it. And then that makes me want to sit down in my chair. Now, I've also been moving between houses all week, so sitting down in the rocking chair is going to feel really good here in a second. Oh, yeah. My back is thankful. So when you get to that place and we feel like things are just overwhelming, my mind goes to Habakkuk 1. Y'all know Habakkuk 1. I'm sure you can just quote it off the top of your head. Habakkuk 1, verses 1 through 3, the oracle of Habakkuk, the prophet saw. The prophet complains, Lord, how long will I call for help and you not listen? How long will, you, will I call out for help and you not listen? Now, friends, we've had that kind of week around here. Just an incredible amount of, of struggle and strain going on with uh, members of our staff, family, members of our congregation. There's just so much weighing down. And, and, and sometimes I've felt this way over the last uh, week or two. And maybe there, you've had times like this where you, we say, Lord, how long will I call out for help? 
When are you going to answer? It feels like so much. I've been working hard. I've been trying to figure out how I can shift this thing, and and I just can't seem to figure it out. I cry out, Lord, violence. Violence is being done against me, against people that I care about, against us as a group. Violence. But you don't deliver us. Why do you show me injustice and look at ang- and look at anguish so that devastation and violence are before me? The prophets, the prophets being honest. And we've got to have honest moments with God. This is a good thing to have an honest moment with God and say, Lord, it's just too overwhelming. I've been praying and I've been praying and I've been praying. I've been crying. I've been talking to people. It just, it just feels overwhelming for me and for us. I don't know what to do. And the prophet goes on in verse 12 and says, Lord, aren't you ancient, my God, my holy one? Don't let us die. The prophet, on the one hand, rails against God, saying, Lord, you, I am, I've just had it up to here. I don't know what more I can do. I don't know if I can take it anymore. But on the other hand, the the prophet never gives up trust in God, believing that if, if I'll release control and and trust God, God can and will make it better. We've got to learn to be honest because sometimes tragedy can lead to long-term suffering. Sometimes suffering lasts for a while. If any of us have lived any number of years and journeyed with any others for a number of years, we know that sometimes suffering can last for a season or even seasons. And it's good for us to be honest about that. It's good for us to be honest about that with God. We ask God, why do I have to see these times? Why do I have to see this? Why do I have to experience this? Why is this happening to me? Why is this happening to to us? Reminds me of that that, uh, quote from Lord of the Rings where Frodo and Gandalf are sitting there talking to one another. And and Frodo said, I wish this ring had never come to me. I wish this situation, this, this circumstance had never come to me. Why me? Why not somebody else? I wish none of this had happened, Frodo said. Boy, I've... I've said that plenty of times. I've said that plenty of times over the last week or two. Then Gandalf replies, so do all who live to see such times. It's normal. Gandalf goes on to say, but that is not for them to decide. All we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to us. Circumstances, challenges, challenging circumstances befall us all individually, our families, our communities, our churches. That's what happens in life. 
What we have to decide is what are we going to do spiritually as we journey through these times? How are we going to, uh, when, it, when it, we finally realize that it's more than we can control, how are we going to release and trust God? To surrender to God. Now, surrender, as we talk about it spiritually, is not about defeat. It's not about defeat. It's about saying, God, <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't know what to do <laughs> with this, but I know you do. I'm surrendering my life, um, our lives together to you and praying that you would heal praying that you would guide, praying that you would restore, praying that you would lead, praying that you would save. And once we do that, when we make that decision, we move from one side of the gate that Jesus was talking about and we step on through to a different territory, to a new space where God can do new things in our lives. And even though the season may last for a while, we know that God is guiding us and that we will not perish. It's interesting there in, in Habakkuk, and it's interesting in places in, in the gospel as as Jesus is talking to uh, the disciples about the persecutions that may befall those who follow him. Even as he talks about physical perishing, he says, but, but not spiritually. You will not perish because God is with you and you are with God. So the challenge is simple but it's also hard. <laughs> the challenge is to, to think about the thing that, or the things that you're really holding on to. What's the thing that you're just afraid to loosen your grip um, from, to let go of, to let go of control? What's that thing, or what are those things? Well, allow God to move into that space. Release it, surrender it to God, and seek to love God more than you love that thing or those things. And then to um, sing a little song. So I want you to do this. We'll do this right quick. Tim, you don't need to do any help here. I think we got this. Hymn number 354, right quick, go to it. This will be our closing uh, prayer for the, for the sermon. Hymn 354. This is some spontaneous singing here. 354. I surrender all. Let's just sing the first verse of this hymn together and let it be our prayer today. You ready? A choir, I'm going to need your help with this one. All to Jesus I surrender All to Thee I
Let's do I Surrender All one more time. I surrender Thanks for listening to our podcast. You can visit us at universityumc.church where you can find services, events, and other ways you can get involved. Remember that we love you. We hope you have a great week. We hope the peace of Christ is with you, and we hope to see you soon.